0: Spider Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size. Catches thieves just like guys. Look out! Here comes the Spider Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there! There goes the Spider Man. In the kill Kiliman- of my
1: Welcome to episode 54 of the sauce Comical Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me are Ian Sharpen. Good evening. And Matt Casale. Hello! It is Monday night, April 28th, and uh, for tonight's Spider-Man episode, we have special guest, Dylan Mahaffey. Hello! Hello! Dylan is our uh, resident Spider-Man actor. That's nice, true. He can tell us a little bit about that. Uh, before we get into uh, the greatest Marvel character of our of all time. <coughs> wow. Um,
2: let's do hero. housekeeping with Marvel apologist Ian Sharpley.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you guys happen to know that today was uh, National Superhero Day? I did not you know that. No? Yes. Happy yes. National Superhero Day. Mm-hmm. On today, National Superhero Day, we'll celebrate the greatest superhero. The superhero of the people. It's true. Everybody can relate to Peter Parker, I think. The man. because we've all been
1: yeah. newspaper photographers at one point in our lives. <laughs> and
2: science geniuses. Right. We've all been people that have been picked on, down on our, on our luck sometimes. Had girl problems, right? We've had these things happen. I've right? had, I've never been big on. No, never. <laughs> Have no, you okay. had girl problems? Oh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, plenty of those. Well, you can read about some of our girl problems on mixsauce.com. Through the strips on Tuesdays and Fridays, sometimes get sensitive on there <laughs> once in a while, maybe once one or two strips. Uh, reviews of our the comic books that we read every week on Mondays and Thursdays. Well, sometimes on Thursdays. Sometimes we have to put the podcast up on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful podcast on Wednesdays. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Go to the Facebook page and give us your feedback. Go to the iTunes store, rate and review. And uh, last week we had our... Build Your Own Superhero Team, which we got the feedback on Facebook, text message, on by Twitter, um, and we compiled our own team. Some of the fans put together their teams. One of the fans that we missed out on last week was a, a big-time fan of the show, Mr. Joe Saxman, provided a list at the last second. His list... Of his superhero team, the leader would be President Whitmore from Independence Day. Amazing leader. Mm. Powerhouse would be the much-loathed Godzilla. Number three for his brain would be Captain Spock. The heart of his team, Johnny Five. And the wild card, Memphis Reigns from Gone in 60 Seconds. So thank you, Mr. Saxman, for providing that list of your team. Really appreciate it. But tonight we're not going to talk about a team, we're going to talk about an individual superhero. My favorite superhero, Spider-Man.
1: First, why don't we get a little background, a little detail on a special guest, Dylan Mahaffey. Dylan, why don't you tell us about yourself? I believe uh, you run a comic called uh, The Dark Museum. Uh, yeah. That you found on SortedFairyTales.com
3: you can um there are currently four issues um recently we've been working on some other stuff uh but uh we're always at Comic Con every year Pittsburgh Comic Con except for this year we won't be there uh so don't look for us but <laughs> good thing
2: I we'll didn't bring back that to
1: Comic Con saying hey put us next to the Mahaffys that's right yeah this is
2: news to me I thought we were going to be booth mates booth pros we uh we're actually going to be
3: at Strasburg, Strasburg Railroad uh, doing a show this year, so we will not be a comic Um What is Strasburg Railroad? Um, it's it's just a railroad. I don't know. Doing what kind they're of show? Do, They're doing like a... Uh, comic show? A steampunk kind Steam of thing. Steampunk show? Yeah, so we do a steampunk uh, show where we sell a magic elixir and then we do tricks and
2: things like that. What kind does of, this magic elixir show? do? I'm, I'm intrigued. Well, we say
3: that it gives you—it's uh, a pain—it painproof makes you pain-proof, and then we do a bunch of sideshow
2: tricks that prove that. So, could we give this to Matt and then smash him in the head with a hammer? Most. <laughs> Why are you so aggressive today? That. Just
1: because you're zombies usually aren't this aggressive. <laughs> Just because Joe Casada said some silly stuff. <laughs> sensitive Sally, for real. No, right. The sensitive sauce. So what? What kind of uh, pain-defying tricks are you going to be doing?
3: Uh, I do a trick where I nail uh, a nail into my head. Does it um, hurt? No, not after me. the elixir. Aren't you listening, yeah, dummy? You pay attention. I
2: mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so aggressive, to my friend Matt. Are you butt hurt? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at a, lot, all. a lot of painful feelings here on the soft podcast. Not, not at all. So you nail. A nail into your head. I also lay on a bed of nails. Does uh, that hurt? No. That
3: hurt Nothing that I do hurt, so I wouldn't do it.
4: Hmm. Well, you uh, swallow swords,
3: right? I do not swallow swords, no. Oh. Um, Darcy swallows fire. Um, she also puts a nail through her arm.
2: So. And how long have you guys been doing the, uh, the sideshow stuff? Uh, the sideshow stuff for quite a while. This particular show
3: we've been on, we've been doing for about two years now. Um, the sideshow stuff itself, we've probably been doing, geez, like probably like six or seven years at least.
4: That's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. How do you learn how to put a nail through your arm?
3: Um, there's various ways. You, you can take classes actually, really, to learn how to do all this stuff. And uh, at these kind of events or no there's I I want to say in uh, California I think they have like classes that you can take well, how do you learn um trial yeah I just took a bunch of nails and
1: nailed it in my head and <gasps>
3: did it till it, till it, it worked hmm. yeah you know? <clears throat> now I used to I used to be really into this group called uh the Jim Rose Circus which was a sideshow that went around and uh I bought a book by Jim Rose that taught some of the tricks, so that's pretty much where I learned it.
1: They traveled the country, right?
3: Yeah, they they were in a, what is that big uh, music S- festival that used to be around? Um, Lollapalooza?
2: Lollapalooza, yeah, they did Lollapalooza. I was like, oh, Coachella. <laughs> yeah, I was going south by southwest, but that's still going on, isn't it? Yeah. Lollapalooza might still be going on. Yeah, I think they did bring it back this year. So I don't really
1: know how to flow that in Spider-Man. So, yeah,
3: Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> the Spider-Man is um, Spider-Man's always been Marvel's Superman to me. Like he's yeah. the they're he's their big flagship. Yeah, you're saying big. Flagship I'm, not, I'm not saying you know they're same power set. Same type of character, but they've same always color been, scheme. They've always been the icon to me for each for each company.
3: That's fair. And
1: same color scheme.
4: Is Spider Man still the Marvel icon? I think so to this
2: day. So. It's not Iron Man. It's not Captain America. It's not the Avengers as a whole. I think that it's still Spider Man. I think that those other characters have been. Elevated with the, mm-hmm. their movie properties and how how mm-hmm. popular that is to the and brought forth to the public, especially Captain America. I think he was in a real down place until these these films came out. I think like Iron Man too. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. gave a shit about Iron Man until the movies, True. especially
4: Iron Man. Probably, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. has he's yeah he's. Yeah, I'd yeah. almost cite him as the reason for Marvel's success, almost more than the movies themselves. His charisma, I feel like, has permeated the, you know, the overall popularity of, I guess, the Avengers in general. Like all the Marvel movies,
2: they're good movies, but it 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 does help to have Robert massively Dan. successful star. And- yeah.
4: Well, how massively successful was he before Iron Man? I mean, we know he was a successful actor and well-respected and everything, but, he like... He was
3: kind of making his comeback around that time. I mean, it,
4: But what... Right. But, like, was he considered, like, a superstar actor? Like, he is I mean, certainly not like he, not is, like now, he but, is now, but... Yeah. Because, I mean, in the mid-90s,
2: he was real busy with yeah, he was screwing away his entire, yeah. you know, acting career and right. any kind of... Um, then, like, right in a row, he did,
3: like, Sherlock Holmes, he did Iron Man, he did, uh... Was that comedy where he was...
2: Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Was, uh, was he in that? Yeah, that was uh, a good movie. He did seen uh, Weird Science. see he Weird Science?
4: Yeah, he was one of the bullies. And mm. he had the famous line, I'm shitting my pants right now! <laughs>
1: no, you don't remember that? Don't remember Do any that. of us remember that line? <laughs> I don't, that's a deep <laughs> cut. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure.
2: I think I remember him best from Chaplin, and he also did Heart of Souls. Those were two big early 90s movies. He was in one of my favorites, Zodiac. That is a good movie. It was him and... Was, it Mark, was Mark Ruffalo in that as well as mm-hmm. like a secondary character? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there were three main
4: characters. It was Jake Gyllenhaal, who was probably the main the character. The main guy, yeah. And then the two supporting... The other two main characters would be Mark Ruffalo and Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. played um, Paul Avery, a reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle, who wrote a lot about the Zodiac. He worked in a newspaper. So did Spider-Man. So did
1: Spider-Man. that, bringing it all all back together. That's true. But neither Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield's on-screen performance affected the (coughs) way they write Spider-Man in the comics. Unlike Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark, who, mm-hmm. as soon as Downey Jr. played him, um, Tony Stark in the comics became a totally different character.
4: When the first Iron Man came out, I wasn't Iron Man essentially a, almost a villain in the Marvel comics, and it wasn't until the success of Iron Man that they, you know, made sure, well, we got to make sure that this guy's actually a hero. I'm trying this to was remember. after Civil it, War. Yeah, it was
2: right after Civil War. I think that Secret we'll Invasion so had right just there. started. Mm-hmm. So Iron Man was in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. at that point. A lot of people blamed him for the death of Captain America. Mm-hmm. So I, I think so. I don't know. Did Do we think that Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal really affected the way that he's Iron Man's written? Because I think it's pre, it was pretty similar. It just got pushed... Some of the uh, more Downey Jr.-ish aspects of the character were pushed to the front. But I think he had them all in that... That character was already kind of like that. Uh, when I think about it, the, the way that he was written in the Ultimates is very similar. <clears throat> and that was about eight years before that film. I don't think it was that long before that film, was it? Ultimates was 2001, 2002... Uh, Iron Man was two thousand seven. Was it two thousand seven? Okay. I think so. So five. Okay, five I didn't even we'll I didn't think it was even that long. So, yeah. yeah. Well But I, I when I think about the Ultimate's version of Tony Stark, it lines up pretty similar to the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of him. Iron Man was two thousand
4: and eight. I think that um Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal is much more likable though. The Ultimates the ultimate. one is kind of an asshole. Pretty right? much all the
3: Ultimate stuff, I feel like they're all oh, assholes. I
4: wonder why that is. Who, who writes
1: that? See, I never had a problem with Robert Downey Jr. <coughs> er, I never had a problem with Tony Stark and Ultimates. Cap, kind of a dick. Yeah. And Thor was just a weirdo, but. I always felt that Tony was the most likable of all of
4: those I actually characters. really liked Thor, the way that they did him in the Ultimates.
2: Because you never really knew if, if he, he was, was really a god, or just a crazy hippie, or what was going on with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still don't remember... He really was a god, right? I think so. Okay. I think so. Because Loki, in the second arc, the second story arc, they introduce Loki... And I think it comes to the front that Loki's just playing a trick on him and he's he's trying to make everybody believe that he's not the god that he says he is. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering, are we gonna talk about Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> no, not Spider-Man at all. Podcast. Not at all. That's what happens. We get these theme <laughs> podcasts and we end up talking about Dwayne Johnson.
4: I think the thing is there's just not that much content for Spider-Man. For Spider-Man? You know, yeah, there's not very... a whole lot
2: to say about the yeah. web slinger. Got a light
1: resume.
4: Speaking yeah. of the Web Slinger, do you guys have a favorite? Uh, he's got a lot of nicknames, right? Uh, aside from maybe Batman, he, he has more nicknames. You got the Web Head, the Web Slinger, Spidey.
2: I like Spidey. It's the Wall Crawler. I like the Wall Crawler. Mm-hmm. Remember in the early 90s when they were trying to play off the Batman, the Dark Knight? And on Amazing Spider-Man, they had like the Arachnite branding on it. I remember that. You remember that for a real short time, right when the Batman movie came up, came out, and they were doing a lot of Dark Knight stuff, and they were trying to make Spider-Man a little bit darker in Amazing Spider-Man. They coming back like to the to the black costume too. Yeah, yeah. Around that time, it was the Arachnite, which that didn't work out all that. I don't well. remember that. Yep. McFarlane era stuff. Okay. A little bit before it, I think. Say what you want about Todd McFarlane, but he could draw the shit out of a Spider Man comic book. Who are some of your favorite creators that that worked on Spider Man? Todd McFarlane, clearly. I thought he was pretty good. Who was who's the other dude? Uh,
4: Eric Larson.
3: Larson. Eric Larson.
4: Uh we're going early nineties here on our And that's what pissed me off a lot about Image is that
3: everybody that was awesome drawing Spider Man went to Image. And suddenly, you had all these shitty dudes trying to draw Spider-Man. Yep, and yeah. other comics as well. The
2: X-Men, I think uh, Jim Lee was left. No, I mean Jim Lee. Jim Lee went and did Wildcats. Yeah, and Jim Lee left. There really nice. were there wasn't a lot of people left at Marvel after the big image, big image Exodus. I mean, Greg Capullo was there for a little bit, and then Image stole him. Yeah, he hadn't reached
4: that level of superstar he hadn't really defined his style it yet. was whenever he was he went to spawn and i remember really, when he first did his spawn issues i didn't like his first three I spawn agree with issues that too yeah i didn't like him either and it took a while until we were like okay now he gets it
3: but, and i mean they lost rob Liefeld. yep
2: what a major <laughs> hit that was to the industry why Mar- Marvel couldn't turn that around and make they that a positive, man. I'm not sure. Mark Bagley, however, was still left over on Spider-Man. He drew Amazing Spider-Man for for a long time he after did. all the image... He
4: was longer yeah. tenured, I think, on Spider-Man, not even counting his run on Ultimate Spider-Man, but I think he worked on Amazing longer than Larson and,
2: and McFarlane probably combined. I think you're right, because he... His run went from the carnage, the introduction of carnage, and even a little bit before that. There was yeah. a couple of yeah, He, he, did, that, he hopped that on there right that. when Larson left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he went all the way through. Did he go all the way through the Clone Saga, or was it? Did he end right as that started? Because I kind of dropped out around there. I think That's he was. I, I out think out he
4: was so much, with right. Spider-Man through that. <clears throat> I want to say, Paul, do you remember?
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
4: <laughs> totally right. Yeah. So, uh, do we like any other creators outside just for the of the record, guys I, don't of the I do hate
3: Rob Liefeld. I don't want it to come across like, in the podcast. The person or his, his artistic abilities? I uh, probably hate both of them. Really? In equal measure. He seems like a total douche. Like when I remember, do you remember like the commercials that used to have Rob Liefeld? Levi Jeans, Levi wanted. Jeans, one hundred
2: percent, hat backwards, But at, the, at his his desk at and, the like, time. A I was an impressionable like ten year old, and I was like, "This is awesome. I, I so, want to be a comic time, book yeah.
3: artist." Yeah, at the time, it's like, "Oh, Rob Liefeld, and I had all of his comics, and I was like, "This is fucking awesome." And now I look back at, at the comics that he drew, and I'm like, "These look like shit. Like, why did I think that they were so awesome at the time?" I don't understand how he was allowed to have work.
2: Well, you gotta compare it against some of the stuff that was going on at that time. It not in quality of anatomy and understanding of how human <laughs> beings actually function and move, but it was it it had a lot of dynamism to it. <laughs> the old like, dynamism Greg Capullo just tweeted
1: dynamism. Did he? Yesterday. We yeah. should sue
2: him. Sue his ass. Yeah, that's our word. It sure is. I think we copyrighted that. A lot of stuff back in the early '90s was pretty, in, in late '80s was it was kind of plain. It wasn't as dynamic as Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld had some real um, different, uh, a real different approach to layout and uh, yeah, I mean, yes, 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 he did. You know that's, what? That's the all these quote, guys
1: man. are doing stuff good. I'm gonna go in a different direction.
4: I'm gonna do bad. Well, he brought energy him, and. Like, the energy that he would bring to the page was kind of unrivaled amongst the, quote, good ones versus, you know, his badness. But, um, like, I don't think – and that's the reason why I still kind of enjoy looking at his work to this day is because it's just very energetic and it, it's kind of exciting to look at even if it is kind of comical in its badness in a lot of ways.
1: It's, I think it's, it's quite comical.
2: But the, there uh, was a lot of old school mentality still left over. There's yeah. a lot of George Perez and yeah. things like that. There a was lot a of lot comics of looked like going that. on in
3: the nineties, like comic book wise. Like so much of it was crap, and I think I think that's the problem that I had with Image originally. Is I was so excited about Image when they started, and I bought a bunch of them, like you know, like uh, Wildcats and. And
2: then you like, were like, none of these dudes do
3: right, and they
1: sucked so bad. It, it yeah. took so
2: long for it's me to so, say. None of these dudes can write. It took years. And, like,
3: I wanted to like Like them, but they were just so horrible. (laughs) And it's amazing, like, what has happened with Image now, because now you read, like, now Image seems like it's all about the writers. You know what I mean? Like, Mm, their comics have just changed so much from when they first
2: So Ian it. even back then you were like, No, Shadow Ravens a Greek book. <laughs> Dude I was the biggest wet works, image it. apologist that you would have ever met, man. I every, have Shaman's Tears. I have Tribe I have, a, I have, I have uh Blood Strike. I have it's the original Supreme Terrible stuff. I have like Wetworks, all of it I have, have
1: all of it. Every time I hear Wetworks, I think of porno. Right?
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean it was like I think of the scene from Horrible Bosses when they hired the dude that played Mr. Fantastic for wet work cuz they thought that meant a hitman but it was actually just a dude to piss on them. It's amazing. Was that too deep for you, Paul?
2: <laughs> the movie came out like 2 where, more where years ago like that in Deepness. <laughs> I know that, but I've seen horrible bosses. I, I know racing. it. I've also seen it, too.
4: and okay. it was also from the trailer. That's mid, why I'm asking. Mid
2: level cut yeah. acceptable. Mid level,
1: <laughs> high. Are high level. we doing? Are we gonna do three levels of deep cut? Like deep cut, mid deep, and then a little deep? Surface, like deep. surface. Surface. Deep. <laughs> surface. <deep. laughs>
4: That's like spiritual No, but but if it's like really deep, that's balls deep. Balls deep cut, yeah. That was a mid-level cut. Mid-level cut. So there's four levels, really. Four levels. (laughs) So it's surface deep, deep. mid-deep, deep, and balls deep. Didn't you say something a little bit ago, maybe before we started, that was balls deep cut? The Robert Downey Jr. thing. I don't, no, I remember. Think I don't remember, think remember what it was
3: for that. It, it was so deep it's gone already. Yeah. No one even can remember it. It was so It deep. sunk
1: to
4: the <laughs> bottom of the ocean. It was so deep. <laughs> but anyway, so Spider Man. So, By Spider-Man. the way, you guys uh, know he's not the biggest image apologist you've ever met. Right here. That's correct.
1: Matt, don't you have a favorite Spider Man artist? Yeah, it would be Todd McFarlane. And you too, Ian, right? Yeah, Todd McFarlane. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I'm just saying. You know, so you both share. Todd McFarlane's, McFarlane's all around.
3: Uh, you, you too. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I God. I don't like Todd McFarlane as a person, but I think he can draw the shit out of Spider-Man. Can't any of you recognize good artwork? Okay,
1: Mr. It is good, you don't good artwork. Think he Cox can draw like that dude. Who is the best um, Spider-Man? I have. Artist. I've always had a problem with Todd McFarlane's faces and the way like his kind of lips and eyes they're all Wait, kind of weirdly I know statements. that that's not helpful do for this radio weird, that thing that you just did they do this weird do it again thing. You just they don't, trust. they don't look
3: like real faces to me <laughs> he definitely has um, like a, a weird style when he draws people but I think yeah but Spider-Man's
1: great because he doesn't have a face so he doesn't have any lips to fuck up
2: I don't think it's fucking
1: it up I think he just it, has an like extremely
2: it. cartoony
1: it's exaggerated stylized. style it's, it's I mean, yeah
2: Great artist, <laughs> great stuff. I can understand why you don't like him, but I don't you have, have to understand and appreciate why most people that like Spider-Man like Todd McFarlane as their artist. I'm just taking shots at you guys. I have nothing against Todd McFarlane. He
3: also came up with the cool Venom, like hangy mouth with all the teeth, which I really liked. I
1: think kid. I've only read one Todd McFarlane story, and that was that first Spider-Man one that torment. you gave me a while ago torment, with the, torment lizard with the lizard, and, no, the lizard thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the only one where like so, Peter's out saving the world and Mary Jane's like a total cunt bitch right dancing her ass off at the disco yeah and then like mm. doesn't she get pissed off cause like Peter's not home in time or something so she's like fuck yeah. it I'm going out by myself
2: something like that you know?
4: yeah so I went ahead and read some old McFarland Spider-Man last night and um show prep a little show prep, I don't and know. I and I well I realized two things. One, he's the best fucking Spider-Man artist I've ever seen in my life. Number two, not a real good writer. No, because no. he wrote and drew Spider-Man for fifteen issues, I think, somewhere on that. Line, yeah. And um, I read the two-parter. Um, what was it called Subcity, where he has to don the black costume again? in order to go and fight against these homeless inbred brainwashed kind of mutiny kind of characters that are being led by his old nemesis morbius
2: <clears throat> the <clears throat> living, living vampire the living
4: vampire and um Ugh.
1: what so what morbius does right Ugh. That's kind of
2: shocking. Yeah. That's (laughs) kind of
1: ducula. Isn't Morbius who who bit Jubilee?
2: Is he? I don't think so. I'd love to go with it, though. (laughs) So, yes. I mean, it's all connected. I like it. No, I think it was some other vampire. Ooh. Yeah.
3: Do you remember when Morbius, Ghost Rider, and Blade had their own comic, like, together? They were, like, a team was it the, the... I know the branding was, was the Midnight the, Suns, right? Yeah, yeah, Midnight Suns. Was yeah.
4: Blade really part of that? terrible. I remember Ghost
2: Rider and Morbius were, but I don't remember Blade. What? Blade what? was in the he Midnight was Suns.
3: was in it. I don't
2: know if he... Had his own book. Because there was also... Like, Ghost Rider had his own book, and mm-hmm. then him, the new Ghost Rider, and Johnny Blaze had a book called Spirits of oh, Like mm-hmm. uh, That's a 90s book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a total 90s oh, book. Oh, crap. is that a 90s book? <laughs>
4: Oh, who's who's your favorite involved. Spider-Man
1: artist? Um, I haven't read a ton of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, but my favorite Spider-Man artist is probably John Romita Jr. That probably has a lot to do with the fact that I just love those stories so much. I think uh, you know that that influences why I like that art so much. Early two thousands, JMS. It really is good art on its own. I think he really had a feel for the personalities of those characters. Like he wasn't just good at, you know, drawing Peter being acrobatic or doing weird stuff with his legs. Like he really knew how to draw Peter as Peter. Like you didn't really need JMS telling you, you know, what what's going on with Peter, how he's feeling. Like JMS really nailed that kind of stuff.
2: The thing about McFarlane, going back to McFarlane and why he was he's so beloved by so many people, is is the spider angle of it. Up until that point, he was just a dude. Spider-Man was just a guy, kinda swinging around, maybe a little bit athletic. McFarlane made him contort his body into all these different crazy angles and added the webbing and just made it much more dynamic and in a great page to look at
4: his page layouts were amazing like he would I'm showing these guys an example of how Spider-Man's at the top half of the page and then the bottom is broken up into segments with his webs and it's just it's just such a fun way of storytelling and it's really a lot more interesting than your standard nine panel grid and you know I think that this style carried over into image comics you know like yeah. this is not your standard marvel or dc style comic book it certainly isn't now and i wish that more comic books looked like this today
2: i think you can still see some mcfarlane influence in e- in artists today trying to <clears throat> change around the way that they can break up a panel and make it move more fluidly than like you said just uh, the standard breakdown But we'll get more into Todd McFarlane after the break.
1: Folks, from a rare pizza break these days, some subs, burgers, calzones, whatever Dylan got, chicken Um, something, all kinds of different stuff happening on the pizza break tonight. But coming back from the pizza break, we hit a bunch of Spider-Man topics that we could have used in the first half. The show behind the show this
3: week
2: was great so far.
3: (laughs) It really touched a lot of Spider-Man. Was... So
1: why don't why don't we start with some stuff we were just talking about and go Green Goblin? How do we feel about the Green Goblin in the comics versus how he's portrayed in the movies,
2: Ian? I think, I think it's great think either. Either way, <laughs> Marvel can do no wrong, and and I think it's good. Whatever they decide to do is is excellent. What and, I thought. Why don't we get it.
1: a real opinion, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, you know,
1: if Image took care of it, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. And if DC did it, there wouldn't be any movies to watch. So, Dylan, go you know ahead. Uh,
3: I like the Green Goblin in the comic. Um, I thought he was a good character. Um, though I actually like Hobgoblin better in the comic. But, uh... Um, Interesting. Why? I just like his costume better. Mm-hmm. Especially when McFarlane drew it. Not to go back to McFarlane <laughs> again, but... <laughs> let's do it! He drew the shit out of that.
4: Well, you know, we... Okay, let's stay on McFarlane just for another minute, because I... Call me when you're done. <laughs> I went back last night, and I read some some Spider-Man comics, and the two that I read were Spider-Man number 13 and number 14, uh, which were a two-parter. It was called Sub-City, and... It was basically <clears throat> garbage Marvel's attempt at trying to resurrect the popular black costume mm-hmm. that Spider Man lost. And it was around Amazing Spider Man 300. I think he switched back to the classic red and blue. And uh, in Sub City, it was the most absurd, contrived, dumbass plot device to try to get him back in black. What it basically was, Spider-Man realized that the foes that he was fighting against were, it, like, sewer dwellers. And in order to to fight against such darkness, he had to become one with the darkness. So he had to revert back to the black and white costume. They even do make a joke about, oh, maybe I shouldn't have this big white spider on my chest. But um, it was just the most absurd reasoning and it looked cool I mean there are a number of amazing shots uh that McFarlane draws and there's this like full body like full page just kind of badassery pose that Spider-Man is in um I mean the guy could just draw I, Anatomy is right on. There's just something, like, even though he's just standing there, that's a dynamic pose, mm-hmm. even though it's just he's just standing. So I'm like, in we were
2: recording? Uh, oh, okay, me? I couldn't tell. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> you can't lose this. This is podcast <laughs> gold. Folks. No, I
4: just wanted to make sure. I'm sorry. So, um, and then you know, McFarlane gets into drawing Morbius, who has this, like. <laughs> Very
3: kind. And he actually looks cool, which he looks cool says something he about looks... Morbius because he's a lame ass character.
1: He uh,
2: has uh, never I disagree. He has never looked cooler than in these two issues that McFarland mm-hmm. did. He looks threatening and yeah, he looks pretty demonic dramatic. looking. His all his uh outfits all tattered, where normally it's this weird, like it looks yeah. like he just got done at the disco. That's normally... Yeah, he's more wearing, like, ones.
3: the spandex-looking thing, and it's, like, really would a vampire dress like that in the 90s, apparently. so. I really wish I was into these books back then so I could take part in this utter
1: stroke fest.
4: <laughs> so uh, there, here was the splash page that really got me, where Spider-Man had to web up, like, all these bad guys that were trying to get him, and they were basically harmless. They were basically zombies. So in numbers, maybe they posed a threat, but he webs up a few and just carries them along with him. Not really sure why, but it made for a really cool panel.
1: Um, see that, readers? Looks great, huh?
4: <laughs> so, we'll have Paul post a picture of it.
1: i soft podcast. I'm a, great, I'm a video radio.
4: <laughs> if and you then, can
3: see it, though, it looks pretty
1: cool. And
4: then there's, like, these absurd shots of where Spider-Man punches Morbius right in the face. It's just saying, "Powie!" We're going to go
3: through this entire comic book with just Matt explaining Mm. it to the... the glamo For
4: for our visually impaired listeners.
1: (laughs) Director complaints (laughs) to, at
4: little depressed Matt. So anyway, uh, what I was reminded of was that A, McFarlane can draw Spider-Man like nobody else, and B, he writes it, Pretty much worse than anybody else. <laughs> he had really—I mean—I appreciate some of the darker ideas that he was trying to bring to Spider-Man because he really did bring a, a sense of darkness to the character. That you know, it, it kind of took away the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and made him like the dark Arachnid, which was fun. It was—it was a neat change of pace. But overall, it—he his writing style was really tedious and it was particularly annoying the way that he would write his narration, almost as if it had, like, a very over-the-top cheese ball like, Saturday morning cereal-style narration. Yeah. And I don't know if that was by design or if it was, you know, a, a sign of the times being in the early 90s. I don't know if... I can't even remember, because I haven't read many 90s comics lately. And, they were all
3: pretty much like that, yeah, so I
4: think. So... I mean, in a way, it, it certainly offered a lot of nostalgia, and that's maybe why I'm judging it a little less harsh than I could. Like, I feel like if Paul read this, he I
1: would probably slit my wrists.
4: Yeah. He would, like, try to actually slit his wrists with the paper or the comic book.
1: So, Dylan, <clears> I think you were saying something is, about
3: you... the Hobgoblin. Oh, just that I like, I like his costume better. I think he's got a cool costume, especially when McFarland draws. You can McFarland could draw the shit out of capes too. Like he's got capes going in every crazy I ass tried direction, directing you away from that. <laughs> All right, but enough about McFarland for now.
4: Um, for now, but don't worry, folks. We'll, we'll We're we'll coming back to
2: it's, him. It, it feels like the Hog Goblin has easier and more. Uh, the, his costumes you more easily more updatable. It, you know? Yeah, you can do a lot more with
3: his costume.
2: I feel. Capes are timeless whereas purple spandex and scales, which is what the Green Goblin traditionally wears, that kind of Who is can the look Goblin? silly. A, the,
3: Hobgoblin, a the, Green Corp. Corp. Worked, the Hobgoblin is a guy that worked for Oscorp. Uh, somehow he got a hold of the Green Goblin's Equipment which was in some kind of storage unit or something like that. Now, this is old school, so I don't know if this is still the case. But I know back in the day, it was just he was a guy that worked for Osborn and stumbled upon the equipment and then was like, cool, I should be a supervillain kind of so like scenario. So you like the Hobbit Goblin better just based on the outfit? Just based on the outfit. I mean, as far as characters go, I think the Green Goblin's a better character. I always thought it was but, weird
1: that the Green Goblin was Norman Osborn and he was like... 25 years older than Peter like I expe- I always expected the Green Goblin to be Peter's peer and then really it turned out it. that like it's his buddy's dad yeah it it was just weird just in that you wouldn't odd think he'd game. be
2: able to fight as well it's never been weird to me the I never problem. really thought of it as that angle uh, the uh, the age difference I mean he's just a older businessman bent on power Mm-hmm. I think that's that can be any age. The whole thing that it's his buddy's dad, I think, can can kind of be a little strange. But um, I was always a fan of the Green Goblin as a character. Um, since it does change between Norman Osborn and Harry Osborn, do we have a preference over which? Over who should should be the Green Goblin? Yeah, yeah. Do we do we kind of like one or the other? I think I like Norman Osborn more.
1: I like Norman Osborn more in Ultimate Spider-Man because he's terrifying. Like, if you, they, the dynamic that Brian Bendis writes between... And that's where the age difference does really come into play, where I really do like it. Because Norman Osborn in Ultimate Spider-Man is this older, business-savvy, cunning, clever guy... And Mm -hmm. Peter's just a high school kid, which is what they do in probably
2: every other version. I mean, in the movies, that's how he's portrayed. But coming up through,
1: coming up through Ultimate Spider-Man, getting that story from the very beginning, um, you know, it, it was really they really made the the dichotomy prominent in that, like every turn Peter tries to make, Norman already has him cut off because he's just he's been doing this longer. And, it, you know, he corners him, and you know, he invites Peter up and, like, corners him in his office and injects himself with the venom. And you're like, this kid's dead. And, like, I think the way they write it, Peter thinks he's dead. He's terrified out of his mind. He barely escapes with his life. And I think S.H.I.E.L.D. has to come in and save his ass. And you're like, holy shit. And that's some, good, that's some good Green Goblin. And the thing about the
3: comics, part when S.H.I.E.L.D.'s coming in, do you save your ass in the comic? You know that you had to miss be fucked, because Shield sucked in the comics.
4: <laughs> I originally hated the Green Goblin in the Ultimate Spider-Man series because he, when he first showed up, he was the Incredible Hulk. He yeah. he was just like a monster that couldn't even speak and didn't know what he was doing. And um, I guess how many issues in until they actually kind of fixed that? None. He was always he was always big like Hulk that menacing hulking, and they even no, had a was, hobgoblin. There was a time when like he eventually could reason and think,
2: and oh, but he was he was still the big. Hulk yeah, he still looked Hulk. like that. That might have been a that might have <clears> been <throat> fifty plus issue. It was a long time yeah. into the arc. Did you not like the way that he looked?
4: I really didn't care about the way that he looked. I mean, I realized it was vastly different than the you know regular Spider-Man, which I prefer, but. It, it was more the way that he acted, you yeah. know? He mm-hmm. just kind of... He was like the Hulk.
1: I don't think it took too long for him to gain
2: I can't some remember. semblance
1: of thought and speech.
2: Yeah, you know? I don't remember either. Um, I, I was kind of a fan of that version, that he changed into something completely different. And it was it was more of a... He also... You could see that he was going to be a physical problem for Peter Parker... Um, it, it looked, it looked good to me. Um, I think the real problem that the, the Green Goblin is having is, is that, that uniform, it's so 60s looking and it's hard to update it and make it still hold on to some of the values and rec- make it recognizable from the 60s version, but, but look Right, make, More it look, up to
3: date. make it look cool, but make it still resemble the old costume. Yeah, man. and I think
2: they view. failed every single time out so far. The Sam Raimi version of the Green Goblin was yeah. pretty silly. This new one isn't much better. It's pretty much the same thing without the helmet.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't, I don't know what so their much. reluctance is to put the creepy mask on him. I, like, I, I'm sure it probably has something to do with we need to see... Dane DeHaan's face, we're paying so much money for him, you know, we need to see his face, we can't cover it up. Well,
4: then how about just don't hire Dane DeHaan and hire somebody else that can do the job without needing their face to be seen?
3: Now, I was saying this earlier, but I think he looks like if David Bowie from Labyrinth were to fuck (coughs) Sting from Dune, (laughs) then you have that character, I think.
4: Like, that's the face he would make while he's fucking him? Is that what no, you No, like, if, the, if that was their if kid. If they had a child. They had, they had a child. Had a love
2: love screen had mm-hmm. love child. Yeah, I, I mean, like to think that that's the fuck face, but okay. That's what I, I
1: thought he meant. He's, he's too weird looking, and I hope his performance really makes up for it, because, like, if he rolled in here right now, like, oh, I'm gonna kill you, would be like, come <laughs> on, son. Fuck <look> at yourself. <laughs> Do
2: you yeah. think that it hurts... The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which was released um, in other places. I, I think it was released just in Europe last week. I think so, yeah. Does, do you think it's going to hurt the U, the U.S. box office uh, whenever it comes out this weekend? No, I don't nah. think that has
4: any relevance whatsoever.
2: None? Not None. at all? Okay. I haven't heard... What are the reviews
3: of it? Like, I haven't heard anything good or bad. I've
4: kind of backed off a little bit because I feel like there's been too much put out there. I feel like if you really absorb everything that they're putting out there for you, you're going to ruin the experience when
2: the time comes to see it. So I've kind of backed off a bit. I've I've just heard mostly positive with... Um, what was that? I thought you guys looked at me weird. <laughs> I've heard all positive because it's a Marvel movie. So... So obviously, it's kind of no. I mean, there's there there have been a few people that have said that it was it wasn't up to standard, and some of the CG was weird or something like that. To me, it just looks like there's too much shit going on in this
3: movie, and it I makes agree. me think about Spider-Man Three. But because, think a, think about it. It's got, got at least three villains in this fucking. There
1: was gonna be more shit, and they took Mary Jane
4: out.
3: Yeah.
1: So at least they recognized, you know, some kind of over bombardment of shit in this movie, and did something about it yeah
4: when has um more than two villains ever worked in a yeah that's that's con- my point like anytime
3: you start putting too many villains in it becomes just ridiculous you know like when Batman did that I don't well, I don't think that was the problem with batman
1: returns I think Batman Re- returns was just weird I don't think the fact that there were two villains hurt the movie it no.
2: didn't help it though maybe well, if they could have streamline the plot with just one villain or maybe if they could have
1: written both villains not super fucking
2: weird true yeah. true was that the case do we say that that's also the case in X X-Men 3 that there was just a shitload there of villains too many fucking characters
3: yeah that. I mean you had too many X-Men you had too many of the bad guys there was just too much Brent Ratner doesn't have guy. the deft hand in guiding an ensemble
1: cast like Brian Singer does hmm. I agree I but I like I don't think the X Men movies really count as having multiple
2: villains because well, there's team already multiple movies. heroes. They're yeah, team they're the teams. Well, Other teams. Yeah. Individual heroes can still flood a movie with stuff. Well, yeah, even if did. it's a team movie, and you can still have a garbage
1: movie with one villain. Yeah, like well, what? Yeah.
2: Like um, Superman Four.
1: Right? Superman Four. Like the Dark Knight Rises. Like Green Lantern. Dark Knight Rises wasn't garbage. No, it was, it was pretty bad.
0: No, was
2: it wasn't. Yeah, it was, it was rough.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Let's see. Let me think. What would Marvel tell me that I should <laughs> say in this spot? What would but help Marvel? It seemed like, uh, what's his name, was the hero of the uh, The Bane was the hero of the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bane <laughs> seemed like he was more of like a heroic kind of character, like a symbol of... Uh, truth and justice in that movie. Then Batman did it all. I thought the
3: problem with yeah. that movie, there, there wasn't enough Batman in the movie. Like half yeah. of the time he's just fucking Bruce Wayne running around, and he's stuck in this thing. And he's over here, he's in jail, and, and then he's he doesn't got
1: his care about
2: stopping crime. The
1: police have it. I'm gonna take fucking eight years off and just hang out.
2: I'm sorry, Everybody, they... Everybody points to that as, like, the biggest problem. Yeah, right. But he's done that in the comic books, in different versions in the comic books where he's taken time off. They were,
4: yeah, they were yeah, borrowing yeah, taking, shit
2: yeah, from... Dark. When, in, uh, I mean, I need this
1: cited, because I don't remember Bruce Wayne ever being like, you know what, why don't you guys handle this? I'm okay. gonna kick back and in the... And the Dark Knight yeah. returns. <laughs> the Dark Knight returns. When he breaks his back.
4: That's you know, nightfall. That's Nightfall. That's
1: Nightfall. In The Dark
2: Knight Returns, Frank Miller... That's because he's fucking ancient, and he's retired, and comes out over time. But he time. didn't take the time off when he was ancient. He took the time off whenever he lost his Robin. It, I think it, was, uh, it wasn't it was Tim Drake, it was uh, Jason Todd at that point, yeah. when they wrote that in there. It wasn't because he was old oh, at so that he point. Oh, suffered, he suffered a really close loss, and then, and then he, he took off a, And an then he took time off. It was because... Eight years? It was longer than that. And this is one of the most revered pieces of Batman mythology of all time. And nobody has a problem with that. But we have a problem with the uh, Chris Nolan version of that. You don't like that either. I like the Dark Knight Returns. You don't like that he took eight years off. But I don't have the huge problem with it that everybody seems to have with it. I'm not weighing how
1: big of a problem you have with it. I'm just saying you have a problem with it. It's okay. It's
2: fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. they're look, he gave you... No, no, There are worse things about that movie than that that section of it. Right. Right, that's just I've one, never, that's I've just one never bad, bad thing never No, I've never sat here and said, oh, he took all this time. I've never said that. I haven't. Pulled, pulled, pulled the table. <laughs> I haven't said that. That's not a problem Actually, I, I have. Go the 15, you go back and, and listen to 54 episodes, episodes
4: to
1: see
3: if we can find that. So there have been plenty of bad superhero movies with one villain. I agree with that. So have there been any single uh, character movies? So we're not counting like X Men and teams and stuff like that. So have there have been any single character movies that had multiple villains that we think worked out well?
4: The Dark Knight,
3: because it had
4: Joker and Joker face. Two Face was almost he were, not a villain. But that, he he, he was only Two Face for about ten yeah, minutes, he just, and he died the suckiest death in the history of comic
2: book movies.
4: No, that, goes to, that goes, sure goes
2: to Cyclops because you weren't even sure that Cyclops was dead until the end of the film, where they're like, "Ah, he died, we lost Cyclops." He died off like, off did he really
3: die? You kill somebody off screen, man. That's...
4: Yeah, but I mean, Two Face fell off of like. The porch. Yeah, off of a porch, and he's like, "Oh, he died. He's dead." Batman gets up and runs away, but somehow Two Face's body couldn't handle the impact of the four foot fall. Maybe Batman landed on him. Maybe, maybe Batman killed him after he landed on him and like, like held well, he his nose it shut, and maybe
1: suffocated him. <laughs> and that's for... why he took eight years. <laughs> five,
4: because he couldn't, right.
1: he couldn't. He couldn't process yeah. that he murdered someone. There you go.
4: Within the context of the Nolan a problem with that. within the context of the Nolan Batman, I'm perfectly fine with the way that they represent Batman. In that, are there plot holes? Yeah, but is it still a good movie? I think so. See,
1: I don't understand how you can admit that there are plot holes, but it's still a good movie.
4: Because I could find plot holes probably in any movie. Not press brakes back. I get back to you on that.
3: <laughs> Do some research.
4: Raiders of the Lost Ark? I'll get... Look, if you give Why me a movie... Rebels, well, <laughs> I will Why come did the comics
2: fly directly at the the Imperial fleet when they could have just flown in any other direction around the planet when they are leaving Hoth? To make it exciting. Bottle. Bottle.
4: You can pick any movie apart if you really want to. Clearly, you really want to pick apart The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I didn't like very much
2: about it. I didn't like it either. Yeah, see. So other superhero movies with two villains that worked single character. Uh, having a hard time. Batman Returns, that wasn't too good. No. Forever and Batman and Robin both are out.
4: There was only one villain in Spider Man two, right? Yeah. Doctor Octopus. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yet, that is arguably the best superhero movie
2: yet. Best Spider-Man movie, I would say. What,
4: what, Ian, what is the best
2: superhero movie in your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, I like Avengers a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. Of course, I like Thor: The Dark World
1: a whole <laughs>
3: lot. Only one bad guy in the Avengers. Um, I, gotta I like a- The Dark Knight as well. So I got to bring up today. I was looking at a uh, Spider-Man stuff online, and uh, I saw an interview with Andrew Garfield and they brought this little 9-year-old kid up to ask him a couple questions and the 9-year-old kid had seen Spider-Man 2 already and they asked the little kid they were like so what did you think of Spider-Man 2 like was it good like what would you rate it and he was like 1 billion and
2: 5 yeah yeah about Ian yeah <laughs> that's world? what <laughs> enthusiasm passion That's what we like here. People being excited about things that they love.
1: I like when we get excited about things we don't love. Yeah. Like Mary Jane Watson.
2: Who loves Mary Jane Watson at the table? Does anybody like her? She's a good character. I don't understand the hatred. So why don't we go into that? Explain why a character that... Has never done anything all that bad. She didn't kill any babies or run any old people over. Why would we hate such a. Such she was a, a
4: little bit of a nag. She was a nag. Sometimes I thought you have to have a nag. I don't life.
1: like the traditional Mary Jane Watson. I like Ultimate Mary Jane when she was essentially Gwen Stacy with red hair. Um, but 616 Mary Jane never seemed. Like, I never understood. No writer. Really made me understand why she's with Peter Parker, because she's a famous actress, and you know she's just gonna date this, uh, you know, science teacher from. She New wasn't Europe. always
2: that way,
4: right?
1: People, no, but like in, in people that,
2: start off in that certain way and evolve, grow
1: together. Example there is the example that I like from Jam, uh, from Straczynski and John Romita Jr. from like he made that relationship seem the most the most realistic, and his whole run, they were going through a separation. Like, it wasn't working out. But every other iteration of Mary Jane, she's just, like, way too big of a presence and way in the front for little mild-mannered Peter. Which I guess works in a sense. She been the comic for a while, right?
3: Like, wasn't there, like, a Mary Jane... In Spider-Man comics yeah, or like
4: Spider-Man's Mary pal, Mary James. I actually like the dynamic Superman. that she offers to the character. I mean, there's not too many super prominent, like, A-list type characters, heroes that, that have a wife. And it, uh, it offers something kind of interesting when you put that dynamic to it. You know, that's now a weakness for Spider-Man. Uh do you but, feel like they ever <laughs> exploit that weakness? Well, sure they do. M- more in the movies than anything. Yeah. How many times mm-hmm. do we have to watch Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy falling off of something from very high up? Those poor what ladies! What is it with get him a parachute this, already?
3: Spider-Man really needs. He's already got like Aunt May though, who could for sex? No, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I meant as a weakness, but. You know, if you want to go that route. Can we just kill
1: M- Aunt May while we're at it? I thought they were going to do it before one more so day. And I was like, all right. You
3: can't
4: kill Aunt May.
1: You can totally kill You Aunt can May. kill She's Aunt an absolutely oh. superb Okay, character. why
4: can you not kill Aunt
1: May is so important to Spider Man. Aunt May's like a thousand. It wouldn't be a tragedy, it would be mercy She killing. makes a damn good pie. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't kill Aunt, mercy
4: Aunt May. Mercy killing. You
1: can absolutely kill Aunt May. <laughs> That's it.
3: <laughs> mercy killing. <laughs> you have no
2: heart it no would be a man. tragedy I like how they in, um, in One More Day how they had an assassin shoot Aunt May right. and yeah. she survived for like a couple weeks until uh, the devil came and stole and, and, and did a magic divorce on what can drive bullshit <laughs> it's ridiculous Peter,
1: you can either save your dying aunt Or your marriage. Yeah, and Peter, schmuck that he is, was like, all right. You know what? My aunt probably has two, two and a half years to live. My marriage is, you know, fledgling. We'll live on forever.
4: I'm going to go with my aunt. And she's a supermodel,
1: right? Yeah, and
2: she's (laughs) she's a supermodel, super actress. What should have happened was magical divorce, then Aunt May gets hit by a bus (laughs) in the next issue. (laughs) That would have been some real world turmoil for an old webhead. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really bad storyline. Do we have any storylines that we like? I guess that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, the Spider-Man story I, I like. absolutely love
1: Spider Man Blue by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Don't necessarily like the way Tim Sale draws Spider Man. Cause I like a thin, lean Spider-Man, Not a chunky. And Tim Sale beefs him up a little bit, like bodybuilder Spider-Man. Like they squeezed that red and blue suit over Luke Ferrigno. But the the heart of the story um, is it's a very sweet story, very sensitive sauce type story. It's years after. I like that one too. It's years after Gwen Stacy
3: has died, and you know Peter's you know just revisiting you know some memories of. No, Matt. Were you aware that Gwen Stacy died? Yes. Or is that a spoiler? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but I think you, you know from the beginning of that story that he's talking. He's talking to a tape reporter mm-hmm. He's kind of reporting this to a, a dead, you know, Gwen Stacy. You know, just kind of reliving like some of the good times they had together and everything that he meant to her leading up to her death. And it's a really
2: sad. Story. Well, all those uh, Loeb and Sale books kind of deal with the color as the general, like the the vibe or the feeling Mm about it. And and blue, it's not the blue in his costume, it's the blue, it's the sadness in his heart. Blue in his heart. (laughs) Are
4: you sure it's not the.
2: Oh, stop it! It's not the blue in his balls.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I was going to say. Yes, it was. Stop it.
1: But is it? Well, Fully has the oh, puck man. as Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't give up the anal.
4: Ew. <laughs> like, you just took it too right. far. <laughs> <laughs> Who that one? Dylan took it too far. I have, no, I didn't even say Not anything. I totally took it, took it too,
3: me. too far. <laughs> that Andy was
4: Matt. <laughs> I was trying to be wholesome. about i On the McSauce comic book podcast? <laughs> How dare you? bastion no. though wholesome <laughs> So, uh, my favorite Spider-Man story would be Spider-Man 18 through 26, The Revenge of the Sinister Six, by mm. none other than the lovable Eric Larson, who really isn't that lovable, if you read his Twitter.
2: Nobody nobody is all that lovable on their Twitter. Uh, I think you are. I don't really tweet all that Oh, much. maybe that's Paul.
1: Uh, Is like, he like, lovable? Um, I don't think I'm unlovable on really? the Twitter. Mm. Mm. I think I'm my my usual podcasty self on the Twitter. Oh, so I guess it wasn't Paul either. <laughs> it was somebody.
2: Oh, maybe it was Dom.
1: Yeah, it was probably Dom. Dom's lovable on the Twitter. Dom always has sweet things to say about. Dom's her. lovable you in real like, life yeah, too. Yeah, it's Dom's natural. Grossmiga.
4: demeanor. Yeah. But anyway, The Revenge of the Sinister Six, I love it. Uh, it's the follow-up to The Return of the Sinister Six, which Larson drew, but he didn't write it. David Michelini, or whatever his name was, wrote it. But what I liked about Revenge is it had a lot of like character-driven subplots going on throughout the entire story. Plus, it was everything that you liked about comics growing up. Who so drew Revenge of the Sinister Six? Larson. But he didn't write it. He did write it. He didn't write Return. Revenge came after Return, so Return was an Amazing Spider-Man, then, I don't know, four years later they did Revenge, yes. something like that?
0: Yes, that's right. And
4: correct. Um, I just loved his characterization. There was, there was a subplot with Mary Jane in it where she was thinking about taking a role in the latest Arnold Schwarzenheimer flick.
2: And and she
4: wasn't sure if she should take it because there was a nude scene and Peter Parker wasn't sure how he felt about that.
2: I was super excited for Eric Larson, Mary Jane nude scene.
4: Yeah, (laughs) who drew a hotter Mary Jane? Larson or McFarlane? Larson. 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 Because Larson Larson didn't skimp
2: on the breasts.
4: Neither did McFarlane. And Larson drew
1: better faces.
4: Did he?
2: Yeah. I don't think it's world's better. But anyway...
4: Anyway, uh, the, but what it what it did for a comic book fan was it had every character you could even think of that was relevant at Marvel at the time, in the early 90s. You had the Punisher, the Fantastic Four. You had Ghost Rider. You had a stupid character called Solo, who I don't even know what the hell he was. He was like the Punisher. Yeah. He was like Punisher Light. Okay, you had him. You had... Uh, God, there were so many. Uh, Deathlock. Um, a gnome. Oh, the Incredible Hulk. Sleepwalker.
2: Just all these Ghost, R- Ghost Rider? Yeah, Ghost Rider. There? All these
4: great characters were crossing over, and um, just so much fun. Just such a fun read, awesome. and uh, it, I felt like he drew... Spider-Man so well and he he made him exactly like the right kind of funny in his writing. I remember one of the issues ended where Spider-Man is just dangling there on his web and uh, he's completely surrounded by the Sinister Six about to get his you know, crap beat out of him and he says, what do you guys say we call it a draw? And that's how the issue ended. Um, and I love that. So I that's
3: think that's fun. one thing they've gotten right in these newer spider man Mm-hmm. is that I like the comedy aspect. Like, the, yeah. the one-liners and things like that I think are better than the other movies.
4: I agree. He, he was funnier as Spider-Man in mm-hmm. the latest one versus how he was versus in the, the first three. three.
2: And it's such a important part of Spider-Man. I mean, that's the, one of the first things that I think of is uh, his humor and his the way that he turns even the most dire situation into right. a little funny... That's so why he's got heart. He does have heart. Dylan, do you have a particular story arc that I really you like? don't.
3: Like I've i liked a lot of Spider-Man stuff. Um, insanely, most of the stuff that I liked was from the 90s, so I know that if I was to go back and I was to read it now, it would probably be, like, dog shit. But, like, I was just so amazed by it back then that I don't want to go back and read it. You know, I don't want to lose that nostalgia. Um... So I don't necessarily have, like, a favorite
1: story arc of Spider-Man. Do you have um, a favorite time that you dressed up as Spider-Man? <laughs> I do have favorite times that I dressed up as Spider-Man. Because you're, kind of spi-
3: you're kind of the professional Spider-Man model. Right, right. Well, I'm going to go out here. Now, this is all top secret stuff. And uh, so all the listeners out there, don't tell anybody else. <laughs> this is just between the McSauce podcasters. You know, and listeners, like um, thousands
4: of fans, all yes. the all the people out there wearing McSauce shirts, or when they see <laughs> right. each other in the streets, are going to wink at each other like we know. They whisper to each on. other, "El oh, McSauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I got
3: I got a gig. I don't know. It was on Craigslist like years ago. Uh, that they were looking for people to dress up like. And it
1: wasn't comic for characters. Scat.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and you figure, what oh, works? they just—it's just a bunch of dudes that want to like blow their loads on my face while I'm dressed as <laughs>
2: Spider-Man, and what? you're like, lo and clear. behold, uh, <laughs> yeah, I said, well, I'm in, totally I'm interested. <laughs> Triple exclamation point. What does Daddy do? Daddy goes with strangers on Craigslist.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I said, uh, me and another guy were like, "Well, what the hell? We'll check it out." So.
4: <laughs> That's not the whip is not so the sound un- semen makes. Unfortunately, mm. uh, it was. What, wait, what sound does it make? Snicked.
1: Mine goes snicked. like.
4: Because <laughs> 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 he squeezes it and. and let it off. it all spurts. Yeah. yeah, right. Like a out. little hose. Uh-huh. Little. Like a
2: machine gun. It sounded, like a, it sounded like fireworks, like it was going off at yeah. different places. <laughs> Isn't it more point? like, you don't know where it's going to show up. Yeah.
3: So be Craigslist. Be. But anyways, your, your it turns buddy. out it's <laughs> this, uh, this Marvel-sanctioned company that has people dress up as the characters and go to different things. Um, so with the first time that I, now, well, first off, they send you a video. How many years ago was this? Uh this had to be At least five years ago. At least. This is the first time you did it. The first time I did it. Um, They send you a video of how to be Spider-Man. Now really the only thing on the video is how to protect your (laughs) junk when little kids are running at you. (laughs) So they're like, you gotta do the Spider-Man this Spider-Man pose, and it's pretty much you put your one leg in front of the other leg and put your hands down. So that when the kids kids. are. And you watch that and you're like. It's away from your ball sack. <laughs> no, you're, you're thinking, like, at the time, I'm thinking, well, this is stupid. Like, little kids aren't going to run directly at my junk. No, it really happens. They run directly at your fucking well, that's junk.
1: All, that's how tall they
3: were. Yeah, because they're, like, right they're there. At they're right at the level and they're running right at your junk because they want to keep in like, mind. Yeah, because they want to <laughs> give you like a hug. Or open arms.
2: <laughs>
3: so when they're going to give you a hug, they just like, you get the costume correctly. has all these bite marks on the crotch. Again, Della's so- like, "Sign me up." So yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, okay." But so another thing they tell you, you got to buy these special Spider-Man underwear. Pretty much. Um, this sounds like a cult, <laughs> right? Which is, it's like uh, it's underwear for dancers. That is padded in the front, so you can't see, like, the outline of your shit. You know, so everyone's not like, I can see Spider-Man's shit. But it's not a hard cup. No, it's not hard. Well, it's I don't like think
4: if like you bought Spider-Man has a thick boner. And why don't think, yeah. It? Or why didn't you just wear one, and you could, like, stand there without having to cover it. You could just stand there with your hands on
2: your hips. And <laughs> <have little kids laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah their heads would be bouncing off his dick. They'd come yeah, back out with a bloody nose, it
3: would look a little weird, yeah. So I had to go to, like, this dance, dancer, you know, store to buy these underwear, and uh they're like, and one of the things on the video is like, don't tell anyone that you're Spider-Man, because it's like a secret, you know, you don't want anyone to know. So I couldn't tell them that I was Spider-Man, so I had to try and explain why I needed these special underwear, and it was like, really, you know, without, like, letting on, well, I'm fucking Spider-Man, <laughs> I need special <laughs> underwear.
4: What? The- did you go I don't it?
3: remember. Like I don't. I don't think I really told them anything. I just kind of like told them what I needed, and they were like, well, "What are you?" It's like, "No, no, no. I just, just give me the fucking underwear." And I, you, you know, know like, how crazy that probably seemed to them. Oh,
2: <laughs> like I'm you sure, wouldn't tell right? them. Like, not tell
1: them why. Oh my you my god! Need them.
3: Some weird dancer panty fetish. And the problem with these underwear too is that the back is like a thong. because oh. they don't want you to see like your underwear right. lines, You know, when you're because that's not classy. Right? As any superhero. No. And it's really unco- I don't know if any of you guys have worn a thong, Matt. Um, maybe. Look <laughs> well, at <but> you,
4: kid. <laughs> yeah, I have. I'm wearing one but now. But they're extraordinarily
3: uncomfortable if you've never worn them before.
4: Really? I don't think it's that uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It just feels
3: a little... Well, you're probably more used to it than I
4: am. Oh, I'm used to it.
3: <laughs> so I got these underwear. They send you the costume, like, in the mail a few days before the gig. So you can try it on or whatnot. It's a really nice costume. And the Iron Man one is actually super badass that they have now. Like, it's,
2: like, all these big-ass pieces, and it looks like Iron Man from the movie, it's really cool. Have you been other... I'm not I have not done Iron Man. Never...
3: I have not done Iron Man. I've yeah. only done Spider-Man. Um, so the first gig, they sent me to Walmart's. There's, like, this... It's, like, when Spider-Man... I think, like, Spider-Man 3 was coming out on DVD or something, and they're, like, we want to have people go to Walmart's and, you know, you can represent Marvel there. Well, I go to Walmarts, and you go in, you know, and I'm in Peter Parker mode when I arrive, I'm not already dressed as Spider-Man, because I'm in character, you know what I mean? So I'm like... Did Peter you go as Peter mode. Parker, like glasses? I didn't wear glasses. I wanted to get glasses, but I didn't get glasses. But I go in, I go up to the counter, I go, you know, I'm here to be Spider-Man. And the lady just looks at me like the fuck are you talking about?
2: Yeah, right? i you
3: like, like, no, but, but I got, got
2: my...
3: Uh, they told me, come here and dress up as Spider-Man. Security. I'm here, to, much. No, you know, I'm here, here to be with like, the kids.
4: What the fuck are you talking about? Come on, they can run into my dick all day.
3: <laughs> but they had, like, no idea what I'm talking about. So, I, the, so they gave me a, no, a name of, like, the guy that they had contacted. And I go, well... You, you know, I like, can't Joe, Joe Blow, whatever the fuck his name is. Call oh, <laughs> yeah. <man, I> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and uh, They're like, oh, he's on vacation. Like, he hasn't been in, you know, he's been on vacation the whole month. So they had, like, no fucking clue that I'm going to be Spider-Man at their store. So they're like, well, what do you mean? Like, they set me up, like, this little ass table. And they're like, well, we'll give you a couple Spider-Man things to sit on your table. So there's, like, Spider-Man toys and shit. And I'm just, like, sitting in front of the store dressed as Spider-Man. And nobody had any fucking idea that I was going to be there. And you so were just, just sitting walking there in, like, and they're like, "Oh shit, it's Spider-Man over there!" And they'd come over, you know, whatever. And it was cool, but it would have been a lot cooler if like they would have known I was going to be there and had like some kind of promotion going on,
2: like Spider-Man and All Four. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you should have, like, crawled yeah. up the shelves and shit.
3: Yeah, like, I ran around a little bit in the toy section. And had
2: you should fun. have shoplifted a Spider-Man.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but there was this one lady comes
3: in, and uh, she's like, Oh, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, and my husband really, he loves Spider-Man. Like, he's really into him, but he's not here. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, she's like, let's call him on the phone. And you had a mask on this whole time. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm dressed as Spider-Man, and I'm like, well... Okay, I mean, I guess we can call him on the phone, but... He's not going to recognize my voice. He's not going to know voice. I'm fucking Spider-Man, because I could just be some random fucking guy at, at Walmart. <laughs> but, you know, she puts me on the phone with her fucking husband or whatever. Was he and, amped? He seemed a little confused, which, well, you know, you can understand, because it's like, his wife's like, I'm here with fucking Spider-Man, talk to him. And own's like, oh, I'm nope. like, hey, it's Spider-Man. <laughs> But it was fun. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yo, 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 this is (laughs) Spider-Man. Miles Morales, huh? And the kids are, like, a lot of fun. Some of the kids were a little, like, touchy, which is weird. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Special underwear. (laughs) There's one kid, like, he sat next to me to get his picture taken, whatever, and he started, like, rubbing my leg. And it was, like, this really weird situation, right? (laughs) And
4: And then he put his fist up your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Because
3: you're like, what do you do? Like... What do I say to this kid? You know, he's like, rubbing... I'm like, all right, you know. I'll probably s- make him stop. Well, yeah, you know, there's. Well, it felt pretty good, so I <laughs> let him. I was like, well, let me finish, and then I'll. <laughs> and get into it, you know?
0: This is such um, a sexual Spider-Man story. A certain
1: level of spiderphilia that I didn't think we were
2: gonna get to tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh, boy. So, that, so are you ever going to be Spider-Man again? This is traumatizing um, me. Perhaps. perhaps, perhaps. I've been yeah. Spider-Man. And then the second time, <laughs> the second time
3: was fucking amazing. They sent they sent me to this uh, mall in Ohio. And they're like, there's going to be this meet and greet with Spider-Man and Iron Man. And, you know, we put up signs or whatever. I show up there, and they've got this huge stage. and It's got pictures of Spider-Man and Iron Man on it oh, this is fucking badass. Uh, so, I'm just hanging around waiting for Iron Man to show up. And, uh, and again, I'm in character. I'm Late Peter and drunk. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: exactly. So, this lady with her kids comes up and she's like, sees me by the stage and she's like, oh, one are, of are the Spider-Man guys coming in? And I told her, you know, I said, oh, we're, you know, they're going to have them up there around 11 or something. You know, it's going to be pretty awesome, whatever. Totally keeping your secret. You know, Keeping my secret. She's like, oh, are you one of the guys? And I said, no, 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 I'm just You're you know not. a reporter with the Daily Bugle. Uh, I wish I was Spider-Man. He's so awesome, whatever. I heard he's got a big cock.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you make this thing up. Right. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. And then, uh, but Iron Man arrives. We go back into the office and uh, we get changed. We come out. There's fucking... Hundreds of people in this line. Hundreds. hundreds, man. Like, it's going through the entire mall. So many people in this line. I felt like I was one of the fucking Beatles up That's there. That's awesome, man. Like, it was amazing. Like, these kids were just fucking blown away to meet Spider-Man and Iron Man. And, like, they were, like, herding them through there. It was like, you got a couple seconds to talk to us, and then you were fucking out of there. You know, you got a picture and moved on. But it was just... It was amazing. Like, these kids were so fucking excited.
4: How good is the Iron Man costume?
3: It is badass, man. Really? Like, it almost looks like the movie.
4: Wow. They...
3: Originally, they, they, like, upgraded it after Iron Man came out. It was, like, a huge success. So the original <clears> one, <throat> apparently, was just, like, some foam pieces. Like, the mock one. This kind of hung off of you and looked like shit. And then when the movie did so well, they were like, we gotta get a badass Iron Man. How so, good is the Spidey costume? The Spidey costume, I mean, it's... Pretty much just spandex. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so it's I mean, as, as good like, as Dylan's body. Right. Yeah. Oh, so shit. Pretty right? fucking pretty fucking nice.
2: Yeah, really. So good a kid'll give you a hand right. job in a Walmart. <laughs> It'll get your a hand job. <laughs> You see any more spider maning in your future now? Um, probably
3: tool? not after this podcast, no. <laughs> um, yeah, they just kind of call you randomly and are like, you know, can you do Spider-Man this weekend yeah. or whatever? So, I mean, if they call me, I'll probably do it. That's cool, man. It's pretty fun.
2: We had Barbie at Toys R Us once. Barbie. Did you we ever have that? We in had Barbie end? at Toys R Us, yeah. She was... Not as hot as I wanted Barbie to be. (laughs) I was let down. Our Barbie was hot. Really? Yeah, Yeah. I was bummed out,
1: man. I got zero work done on Barbie Day. So our Barbie was smoking,
2: and she was super nuts. I want to say that our Barbie (laughs) (laughs) spent a lot of time in front of the booth, which is where I work, so I just hung out there Mm. and stared at her. But she wasn't as good as I wanted her to be. Maybe I'm just picky about my Barbie. She was a white Barbie, huh?
1: mm-hmm yep Matt what <laughs> you have any uh character dress up
4: stories um I dressed up as Batman for Halloween when I was in kindergarten not really where I was going but it's a character dress up story perhaps it should be more specific yeah do you want to, <clears throat> do you want to be more specific now <laughs> no okay no Alright, next topic.
2: <laughs> How about you, Paul? Have you ever dressed up as Spider-Man? And... I've never dressed up as Spider-Man. Uh, some, so, other, some other character? I
1: i don't have the body for Spider-Man. I'm a little loosey-goosey around the middle. <clears throat> I could be um, Ben Yurk, maybe?
4: A normal guy. So we're doing the oh excuse me Ooh. we're doing yeah, this the because thing. <laughs> we're doing this because movies coming out um, we always get really into these superhero movies here on the McSauce comic book podcast especially stuff like Spider Man or There's a Future Past or Guardians of the Galaxy Thor the Dark World very good. <laughs>
2: We do. We have a lot of enthusiasm about so, these right. comic book movies.
4: What, so we talked about a little bit, expectations for this new one. Um, you know, And I know that we did the McSauce polynomics for Spider-Man months ago for this movie. I don't remember what my shit was, honestly.
2: I want to say it was pretty low. I want to say around sixes, maybe. Mm. I'd say even lower than that. Really? Yeah. I, I don't... Remember you being all that excited about this movie? Because I saw the trailer, and I feel like that might have been my two-point swing. Right. Right. That's how it usually goes. Yeah. But um, what are we feeling now on, you know, a couple days away from Amazing Spider-Man to coming out? Expectation, excitement level. Where are we at now? Well, it's kind of weird, number one, to
4: even think that it's coming out this Friday. For whatever reason, it feels like it's still a few weeks away. In a in a weird way, maybe it's because I've kind of distanced myself from all the media and and all that stuff. But uh, I'm excited, but not. Oh my god, I can't wait! Excited.
2: Um, I don't feel like summer is really here yet. Maybe because the weather doesn't feel like right. summer is yeah, here. Yeah, it's raining and cold. Yeah, and... like we've
4: had two or three days of nice weather, and outside of that, it's been it's still fucking winter. And, um, I don't know. I, I'm pretty excited, but not super excited. But I, I think this will be a better movie than the first one. Do you guys feel the
2: same way? I don't know. The more that I see about this movie, and I want it to do really well, and I was excited, but it does have that we're going to flood the screen with every villain that we possibly can feeling to... To it now. I don't know if it's just the fact that it's so close that I'm feeling that way, but I'm less excited now than I was, say, a month or two months ago. Do you think maybe you're suffering media burnout? Could be. They've been pushing it pretty hard for the past couple months. I thought that that would help get Spider-Man into the uh, popular consciousness, but I don't know if it. If now I'm just burned out because I've seen post office ads for it every single you day. Know, commercial break that I watch. I've seen multiple trailers for we've Spider-Man. mentioned before that we've stopped watching stuff, because I, I feel like I've seen half the movie already between if all the... They started... The it's unavoidable. If trailer you're watching playoff hockey or playoff basketball, it's unavoidable. You have to watch a Spider-Man trailer at least five times. They started the media for, I think, too early. You might be right. Mm-hmm.
4: Um... It just feels like it's been oversaturated at this point. But the bottom line is, does that really change whether or not I'm going to go? No, 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 I'm going. Not at all. Yeah, I'm going. I'm I'm certain I'll either go Friday or Saturday. No question. So. So, what are your polynomials numbers for this Friday and Saturday? All right. So usually I start with uh, expectation. Um, The more I've seen of it, the the less amped I am. Kind of like you, Ian. Um, I know that after, the, I think it was after that second trailer where you saw the whole thing where Peter's talking to Aunt May about cleaning the chimney and everything. Is that code?
3: <laughs> little metaphor, then.
4: Yeah. Is that what yeah. Aunt
3: May and Peter do? They clean the chimney? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know Aunt May and... You know, chimney sweeps are all dirty on the face, and... <laughs>
4: And, uh, we liked that. We thought that that was funny. <clears throat> that should be up. It's mm-hmm. much funnier
2: now that we've perverted it.
4: But, maybe it's all the subsequent trailers since then that my buzz for it has just been kind of killed, like these extended clips and everything. I still like what I've seen of Electro, even though I feel like the overall consensus on him is, eh, he looks stupid,
2: he shouldn't be blue, and all this crap. I still think he looks cool. Do we feel like he's been pushed to the background with all the Green Goblin stuff? No, I still feel like this is an
4: Electro's movie. See, I I disagree
3: with that. I think it's uh, the Green Goblin's movie. I think the trailers have made it appear that it's an Electro movie, but I think it's the Green Goblin's movie.
4: Hmm. Why do you think that?
3: Things that I've heard about the movie. Spoilers. Spoilers that I... A certain spoiler that I don't want to Oh, say on the, on the podcast it has led me to believe that it. it's your job. Mm. Mm. juicy.
4: How do, okay, <laughs> how do we feel about that? If if this ends up not being Electro's as the not main that player. I'm saying
3: Electro not going to be like. A,
2: I feel a disappointed. It, I feel like they're they're given that character that could have been really cool and dynamic. Short shrift right. and and Rhino being introduced and seeing pictures <laughs> of what he's going to look like. I'm kind of. Let down with that as well. He kind of just looks like a bald guy and a wife beater. But that is what Rhino looks like out of the suit, right? Yeah, I guess I want, you know, more classic Rhino look. And it looks like he's in, from what I saw um, earlier tonight. He's in a dino box. He's like it, yeah. Yeah, He's like in a mech or something like that. He looks like a. Remember that, uh, was it exo, exoskeleton or what was, there was a cartoon back in the 90s, it was like exosquad or something did like Marvel that. Did draw it? It was a cartoon, so no. He did not. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was some weird like exoskeleton suit that he looks like, instead yeah. of it being a little more um, one with, with his, you know, physicality. Seems strange. Why don't you give me some numbers? I'm going to go five and five right now. Whoa! Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Media burnout swing! <laughs>
4: <laughs> Middle of the road. Holy shit. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't either.
2: I'm not that amped, man. It's coming out in a couple of days. I saw something online. It was like three days. And I'm like, three days to Spider-Man. Ah, you know, whatever.
4: I think that, you know, the, the real comic book fans out there, are just kind of like wanting the license to shift back to Marvel. Like I feel like if Marvel got the the license to make Spider-Man movies and include that as part of the you know movie Marvel universe, the excitement would be through the fucking roof. Yeah, and I feel like you wouldn't see shit like Dane DeHaan's face as the Green Goblin, and you would get that Green Goblin. That
2: you yeah, are. yeah, well, that's a good that's that point. You'd get like a grizzly realistic-looking goblin character. Yeah,
4: I really feel like you would get the comic book coming to life.
2: Mm-hmm. It'll never shift back, though.
4: I think it will, but it will... Look, we all know this movie's going to be big enough to make a sequel, and then the third movie is in all-movie... Third movies of the trilogy suck and tank, and then everybody will hate it. Well, and we're talk also about how Mark about Web-
3: doing the Sinister Stick Six as a standalone movie and doing a Venom standalone.
4: Yeah, let's see how this one does first. I have a feeling that, it, that it's already going to be in the downswing after this one, based on just the general vibe that I'm getting. But if history is true to itself, Spider Man. Amazing Spider-Man 3
2: will kill the franchise, ultimately. It's weird because I'm I'm sitting here and after seeing Captain America, I was like, man, this is going to catapult Amazing Spider-Man 2 to do really great things. All these comic book movies, I think, are going to take its keys from how well Captain America 2 did and the audiences (laughs) are going to flock to the movie theaters. Now I'm like, man, Captain America 2 is going to show how bad this could possibly be. Like, a really good movie. That was a really good movie. I don't have the same kind of confidence in in the the writers and the directors and the producers of this Spider-Man movie to handle it the same way that Captain America was handled with a lot of characters, a lot of things going on in that film, all handled really well. Not sure it's going to happen in this new Amazing Spider-Man movie.
4: You got some numbers there, Dylan.
3: Uh, I'm not. You know, the the thing is, the first Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, when like, I watched it and I enjoyed it, but I didn't feel like it did anything that I haven't seen in a movie before. You know what I mean? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
3: it just felt like, oh, it's a Spider-Man movie, I've seen this before. I did like Andrew Garfield better. As Spider-Man, but...
4: Well, the things that they did better and different was the banter and the way that he looked when he moved. You know, when they made him CGI, mm-hmm. he looked like a like a real bug crawling. Crum- right, yeah, crum- the ball. way he jumped. So that like, was very uh, cool.
3: But the story was just, eh. Mm-hmm. I wasn't excited about it. And then trailers that I've seen in this movie, I'm just like, I don't like the way any of the villains look. I understand, Electro, you're not going to give him the suit
2: with the big yellow thing on his head because it
3: looks kind of silly but he's almost the best one so far but, yeah, yeah, i think he's I the like best that look over three. Green Goblin or I know. Uh, I agree not, just not there's just nothing about this movie that's making me go oh I really want to see the Spider-Man
4: movie <clears throat> well Spider-Man looks better in this than he has ever looked cinematically I agree
2: mm-hmm.
4: with that Very are Todd McFarlane looking Spider-Man
2: <laughs> yes. if I Do say so. This episode should be named
1: (coughs) Everything But Spider Man. Todd
2: McFarlane is a quick part of Spider Man. Yeah, most definitely. Patron saint of McSauce, right? (laughs) Not for many episodes. I think in the beginning we did a lot of Todd McFarlane talk.
3: So I'm really going to say my excitement for this movie is probably at about a 4
4: Ooh, I'm just not nice.
3: sure oh, yeah. excited you know, body clothes. I'm going to okay. go ahead and give my ex- expectations though I'm going to go ahead and give it I'm going to give it a 6 because I think it's going to be better than what I think than what I'm excited for right now I, I think it's going to be ba- a better movie than I think but yeah. I don't think it's going to be a good movie then you probably shouldn't give it a six, if you don't think it's going to be a good movie.
1: Six is it's above average. Five or below. Well,
4: five is average.
1: So
3: really, if you don't think it's going to be a good movie, it
1: should be getting four.
4: a Four.
3: All right. All right. Well, I give it a five. I think it'll be a decent movie.
4: So we got we got fives all around so far. Paul, why don't you go next? Six and six. Six and six. six.
1: And six. I'm holding out some hope. Yeah. I'm minorly
4: excited, but my
1: excitement has just dropped. The more I've seen of this movie, I, I agree with Dylan. I don't like what any of the villains look like. I don't know why they couldn't make Electro look like Ultimate Electro, because that makes the most sense to me. I and I guess, what? I guess, in the story, it'll explain why he's
3: blue and it. I guess he's really just made up of electricity. Yeah, I think so. I think he can like even turn himself just into pure electricity. Which, which is I like fine. The, I'm okay with that. I like the I'm ultimate okay electro
1: that was. Yeah. He was a guy, and he was just burns over all of his body just from constantly conducting this electricity. And in this day of That's cool. darkening up our movies, mm-hmm. I feel like that version would work much better these days.
2: But is that what Spider-Man does? Generally, Like, Spider-Man usually is the bright, shiny, kind of... That's what that's what Spider-Man
1: is. Yeah. But then you
2: face him off against the darker villains. Uh,
1: Rhino, who fucking gives a shit? You know, big muscle suit or mech suit, I don't really care. Dane DeHaan looks almost as goofy as the
4: um, Willem Dafoe...
1: Green
4: Goblin. I think I prefer the Willem Dafoe mask to Dane DeHaan's Dane. real face. I really do like Me that too.
2: mask, though. I don't know. Dude, I didn't like the mask it's, either, it's but I like it better. As much as I hate nice. that mask, it's a real, it's a real close. Call. Yeah, it is. It is pretty close.
1: Dane DeHaan, Dane DeHaan just looks silly. And
2: for us to say that the Green Goblin in the first Spider-Man movie was pretty, pretty much everybody agrees that that wasn't all that great. And for us to sit here and say. The new updated version 10 years later is not much better. That says a lot to the he's design still, team.
1: He's still all teched up. He's still wearing some kind of mechanical tech mm-hmm. Armor. Like, I would prefer him to just shoot himself up with some Venom, get some kind of, like, super soldier strength going on. Just throw on, like, a cloak and hood and a creepy yeah. mask and just
2: go out. What they really should do is... Borrow a lot from the Hobgoblin. Throw a hood and cape yeah, on that dude, on. make it purple and green, rock out. That's a look that that works, that people find disturbing. What is the Green Goblin's motivation? Isn't he just insane?
3: As far as the comic or as far
4: as the movie? Mm, I guess more the comic book. I mean, I know that he became president, right, in the comic books. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he likes power and everything, but, like, maybe before all that stuff, like, wh- getting back to the essence of what the character was when they created him, was he just a guy that liked to cause trouble, or was there a real motivation? Why does he hate Peter Parker so much?
1: Why does he hate Peter Parker so much?
4: That's what I'm asking uh, you.
2: Doesn't he just... Doesn't why would he need that? I'm not the Spider-Man. Do, doesn't doesn't Spider-Man know. seem to stand in his way for the power yeah, that he's trying well, I think to... that's probably primarily what the problem is, is that he's trying to get
3: stuff and Spider-Man's in his way more than anything else
2: okay
1: so what the, the positives that I'm taking away from this is that I really liked the first one Andrew Garfield was great the suit looks great him as Spider-Man looks great in all the trailers Emma Stone was a fantastic Gwen Stacy the chemistry yeah. between those two was amazing so it seems like really pulling for the good guys, and really just don't give a shit about the bad guys. Like, even when Jamie Foxx is Max Dillon, before he turns into Electro, he's got that weird <laughs> comb over and he seems real awkward, and he yeah. seems too... Like, we're, we're in the golden age of comic book movies, where everything... They make everything super realistic. And Jamie Foxx Max Dillon seems like a gigantic caricature. I feel like, and now granted, I haven't seen the movie, but just from the clips I've seen, I feel like you could dump him in Batman sixty six, and he would fit <laughs> right in. Yeah, and that's not a positive for me because I don't buy into the oh, this was supposed to be a comedy the whole time. Like, so I'm I'm gonna go six and six. I'm gonna try and try and stay hopeful. Unlike all the fives around the table.
2: That's what you are—a beacon of hope Matt, did you in a numbers? sea of fives. <laughs>
4: I'll give my numbers. My excitement, probably a six. Maybe even a seven. You know, it hey, it's the new Spider-Man. You know, like I love Spider-Man. He's one of my favorite comic book characters, if not my favorite comic book character, even though he's has been written poorly for about ten years now. Um. But I'm just excited to see you know, the villains. I love the way that, that Electro looks. I think he looks fantastic. Uh, I think it's a great take on him. I understand what Paul's saying about how cool he was in Ultimate Spider-Man. Certainly you can't try to do what they did in the real comics with the green suit and the big, oh, the big, lightning. Yeah. The big lightning star on his head. Yeah. That's not going to work. So I like this somewhat larger than life, very iconic Clear villain the way that they did Electro in this. I hate the look of the Green Goblin, and frankly, I haven't seen nearly enough of Rhino to, to form a quality opinion on it. And I just sort of have this suspicion that Rhino is going to be like it, just in the opening sequence or something, and they'll just have the a cool action video. thing. I think he's going to be a smaller part. Of his home but it, the only thing they that kind of makes would me get Paul GMI, that's the only reason why I'm well, not sure but then
3: they're talking about the Sinister Six six movie which he would be in yeah so a yeah. larger character
4: but he's like, not a member of the Sinister Six then. but they well, can make that
2: work I, you know, but the
4: Sinister Six he will six be in the movie
1: yeah. have yeah. rotating villains through it, the entire I guess but the main
2: the main core is Doc Ock oh, Doc Ock Hobgoblin is in there sometimes yeah, Electro mm-hmm. Um, Venom's in there a lot. Really? The new version, Sandman, so. was, Sandman. One. Mysterio? Mysterio yeah. was one of them. Mysterio? Mysterio was one, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it does have a rotating cast. I don't think that... And, it's not like he's Hydro Man. Sp- you know, he's, right. he's...
4: Spider-Man has these larger-than-life, crazy villains. You know, I I put the rogues gallery in Spider-Man right up there with the Batman rogues gallery. I think Batman's a little bit cooler because they're a little darker and maybe I lean that way a little bit more. But, like, next to Batman, Spider-Man's is pretty much just as strong. And... Um, but I'm excited and my expectations are probably around a six, I would say. Uh, you know, I, I probably give... The Amazing Spider-Man, about five. I thought it was very average, didn't really do much for me, and frankly let me down in a lot of ways. But um, a lot of the reasons why I didn't like it was because it retold the origin. that wasn't right. even that old. And obviously they're not going to retell the origin this time. And I think Electro looks cooler than the Lizard did. I mean, the Lizard, though, looked good in the previews, and I thought he was going to be kind of scary, but when you get in the movie, it really wasn't very scary. Yeah, he looked kind of
0: weird.
4: Yeah, and I, I also thought that the Amazing Spider-Man was kind of taking a cue from the way that the Dark Knight was treating Batman in a darker, a little bit more realistic fashion, but then when you see Amazing Spider-Man, it's really not a dark movie at all. It's I don't think that it exactly was what the trailers portrayed and that's okay it just wasn't exactly what I was ready for um but all indications are that this will be better than than the first one so I have to at least say it's going to be a six um but yeah I'm excited I love going to the movies and going for a Spider-Man doesn't get much better so yeah seven Seven. I hope it's a fucking ten I hope
2: the movie's a ten Well, I hope the movie's a ten as well but. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think maybe they pushed the media
1: a little a little too much. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I'm not even I'm not one to go out and find spoilers or anything. They're, no, they're, we're, yeah. we're four days away, and I've got Spider Man fatigue. Yeah, yeah. I'm not one to look for it either,
3: and like, yeah, it's definitely just been thrown at you. Yeah, you know, I don't even we don't even watch television at home unless we're watching like Yo Gabba Gabba or something like that for my son. But I've seen so much shit about Spider-Man. Yeah. Because you just can't stay away from it. Spider fatigue. It happens. It's happening right now. (laughs) And here we are talking about Spider-Man for the entire podcast.
1: I think that's going to wrap up our Spider-Man discussion tonight. As a reminder to those McSauce fans in the Pittsburgh area, myself, Dominic, and Matt will be at... New Dimension Comics and Century 3 Mall this Saturday uh, from about 11 to 5 for uh, their free comic book day. They're going to have a ton of great sales starting at 8 in the morning throughout the rest of the day. Um, I know last year they had a Star Wars theme at, at Century 3. I'm not sure what their theme is is going to be this year, but they'll have um, you know different games and different sales going on all throughout the day. Um, we'll have a table there starting at five so if you're in the area free Saturday come on out and see us we will have free buttons this year as uh, Dominic has been hard at work
2: which is why he's not joining us on this episode hard Hard at work making buttons making buttons postcards business cards if you haven't been to the new dimension in Century 3 it's a really nice store really robust graphic novel section so even if you don't like us that much but you like comic books come on out take a look Dylan, thanks a lot for joining us tonight Thank you for having Dylan. Thank you, Brad. Is
3: there anything you would like to plug before we leave? I don't have anything to plug right now Dylan, happy. Spider happy
1: Spider-Jump My name is Paul McGinty Ian Sharpley Max
4: South See you next time Here comes the Spider-Man
0: He's strong, listen buddy He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead Hey there, there goes the Spider-Man In the chill of night At the scene of a crime Like a streak of light He arrives just in time Spider-Man, Spider-Man friendly neighborhood spider-man well then fame he's ignored action is his reward look out here comes the spider-man The neighborhood Spider-Man Well, fame, he's ignored Action is his reward Look out, here comes the Spider-Man In the chill of night At the scene of a crime Like a streak of light He arrives just in time Spider Man. All
1: right. Whatever, I don't care.